welcome along to this week's podcast. It's Alison Craig here with you and the lovely John Wood. John, I haven't seen you for so long. What have you been doing? Well, I gave myself a present this week, actually. I gave myself hay fever. Uh, I've never ever had it in my life and I just happened to catch it this week. So I've been chucking the tablets down the throat and dribbling and sneezing and oh my God. So I'll tell you what, if there are hay fever sufferers out there, I now know what you're going through. And oh, I didn't realise you could get it at any age at any time. Boom, it just came along. So Were you a hay fever denier? I you? was a hay fever denier, actually. Oh, I, I used to no. mock people who had hay fever. Mock you them, mock, I did. You mock them and now we need to mop you. It's not exactly. a very nice combination, no, really, no, is it? No. But anyway, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, there'll be more of John's ailments later on in the programme. Um, we'll also be talking about all sorts of unusual things. But I think a little trip down memory lane does us good, doesn't it, John? So let's yeah. have a listen to this. Everybody's doing the same in lockdown. You're looking back at old photographs, and there's some where you go, "Oh, that's a great memory." Oh, what happened to that guy? And oh, she was nice. And, yeah. Oh, they were nice. What a great party that was. And then there's one that you go, "What the hell am I wearing?" <laughs> and I had that moment the other week. There, I came across a photograph of me. We went to Camp America in Connecticut when I was about eighteen or nineteen, and um, my mate had a surplus store, Danielson Surplus Stores, Joel, as they still have it, actually. Uh, in fact, his father was the p- first person to bring Levi jeans from New York to Connecticut, Rhode Island, and stuff like that. Oh, he was, he was worth the, a few bob yeah, now, then. Yeah. Uh, well, they used to have a lake house. It was all, wow, it was unbelievable. Oh. It was beautiful. Still happens. So did you anyway, make this pal when you were across there? Yeah, yeah, Joel ran. Joel had a, a brown Camaro and you took the T-bar off and there were white leather seats. It was the coolest car in the world. I mean, it really Good was. Heavens, he sounds like a... Oh, fantastic. Anyway, uh, there's a picture that he took. I, I've been down to the surplus stores, got what I thought was a nice sort of uh, ready white shirt stripes. And then I thought, you know what? Black dungarees, that'll go perfect with that. <laughs> and, and a pair of desert boots. Or Sahara Bebops, as we used to call them. And uh, there, there was me. Take a photograph because it looks great. Oh, jeez. Came across oh, go and let's there. see the photograph and can put it on the I Facebook know, page, to, please. Oh, want, that would I, be... I chucked would... it away in the back corner because I didn't I'll bet you it, did. Yeah. No, I would like, like, very much like to see that. Oh. You sound like perhaps you're a Playaway presenter. Do you remember Playaway? Oh, yes, I do. Playaway, yeah. play Playaway, Playaway, Playaway. Play Brian Kant, Fluella Benjamin. That's right, Brian Kant. So I think you were maybe modelling yourself. Through the round window. Was that play? No, no, that was police. Play school. Ah, right. With Campbell, Big Ted, Big Ted and Little, Little Ted. Ted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and Humpty, Humpty. Humpty, Humpty. That's right. Humpty. Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, Magpie uh, was never quite the same as Blue Peter, but I I worked for I a while on the Children's Channel in uh-huh. um, Mogpoy. Did you Mogpoy? Is that a band? Mogpoy. Mogpoy. I like Mogpoy. <laughs> oh, like that was a country oh. version. Mogpoy. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Mogpoy. Well, I worked with uh, Matt Robert Robertson. You know uh, the main oh, yeah. guy and Magpie. It was like Brian May. I always thought. Yes, he was actually really nice, but he'd obviously done children's TV programmes for so long that he spoke to everybody like there were seven. <laughs> so, you know, when I went along, to, it was like, hi, nice to meet you. It was, hello, Alison. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I was a little bit scared, to be honest. But uh, yes, we, I did a children's channel sort of programme for a while with him. He was a very nice man. Do you remember but the programme that scared the hell out of me? And that was Tales from Europe and the Singing Ringing Tree. Do you remember now, that? Now, I've heard a lot about the Singing Ringing Tree, but no, I don't remember it. But it seemed to be terrifying. It was. There was a couple of diminutive people who were dressed in scary costumes. And there was a bear 
And it, it just was really freaky. It was really freaky. Yeah, Tales from Europe, they were called, you know. Weird stuff. I mean, remember Tales from the Riverbank? I loved it. Hammy the Hamster. Hammy the Hamster. Ratty Rat. Ratty Rat. There was a guinea pig as well. That's right. And they used to just put them onto sort of small inflatables and, and make them go down this little stream. And I was just thinking about Andrew Cotter as, you know, obviously mm-hmm. he's been talking about doing his um, doing his very funny videos with Mabel and Olive. And that's really what Tales of the Riverbank were with, without yep. the humour. Well, actually, it goes before that, because around about the same time, because the guy who narrated that and who narrated Animal Magic was Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. I interviewed him. I didn't... I met him and interviewed him, and he was absolutely lovely. A lovely, lovely man. Wait, wait, wait. And then went... That's right. He was the first guy to do it. He was great. Animals and stuff like that. He was brilliant. Loved Johnny Morris. Well, he was the oh. original putting human voices to yeah. animals, really. Yeah, yeah, I suppose he was, and he was great at it. And actually, a lot of people have tried and failed over the years, and from Johnny Morris right up till last year with Andrew, um, mm. nobody's really managed to do no. it. Oh, Ardman did it. Ardman, uh, Ardman animations. Oh, oh yes, they were brilliant. Remember, they he used to do the yeah. shortcuts thing, and it's yeah. quite often. I don't know why it is people from the north of England, but when you see them just being interviewed on TV yeah. or hear their accents, I can see them being a lion That's in right. a zoo or a chimp or something just because of the Ardman stuff. It's very, very funny. There was one of a bird from paradise, and it covered its head, and then it took its wings off its head, and went night time, night time. <laughs> <laughs> it was just simple. Hey, what, what was a squirrel who used to yell? There was a squirrel or, or a, a, a chipmunk that used to yell. I don't <laughs> I know. Like, Alan, 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 Alan. That was all. That's all it was. Genius, genius. I uh, love all that stuff. I love all that stuff. Before Johnny Morris, there was another Morris guy who was Desmond Morris. Now, Desmond oh, he was, Morris. I mean, he was a serious professional oh, yeah, guy. He yeah. was like but a. He did Zoo Time. Zoo Time was the uh-huh. first program when I was a wee boy who he, he basically sat at a desk and these animals, he would bring these animals on and he would chat away about the, the animals. Then he went on to do a book called The Human Zoo, which was all about animal behavior within people. For example, one of them was um, in his book, there's a picture of a very attractive girl on one page and the same attractive girl on the, on the the opposite page, and says, which is the most attractive? And it's not until you look at it, her pupils are dilated, and that's the one people thought was more attractive. And that's really? an animal thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, because he did the naked ape as well. I mean, that's he became right. a massive, you know, well, what would you call that? It's not a zoologist, it's, a, it's an anthropologist or a... Anyway, a smart arse, anyway. It's very, smart, it's very yeah, bright. Smarty. Smarty yeah. Smarty pants. Desmond Morris, Smarty Pants. See, that Welcome would be a great title for a book, Smarty Pants. <laughs> it's not too late, John. Yeah, there was something else I was going to say about that. It's all fascinating. I love all that sort of stuff. Any animal stuff I absolutely yeah. love. I've been the other that. terrible piece of clothing that I had, I'd been watching 30-something too much. 
Oh, yeah. Number 30 something yes, with uh, loved Ken it, Olin. Loved it. Yep. Uh, and I told you before, there's a link from This Is Us to 30 something. A couple but, of my friends are watching This Is Us and they are, they, they won't go out now at all. Even the, the, the short period of time they're allowed out of the house during the day, they're not going because they're all addicted to This Great. Is Us. Well, Ken Olin was the executive, one of the executive producers on This Is Us. And he played Michael in 30 something and was married mm-hmm. to Hope. Uh, and there was another ginger haired guy, I can't remember him, and Nan, who was married to Nancy. Ed Sheeran, yeah. And the fashion they had at the time were braces uh, and, mm. you know, loud shirts with, with shirts and stuff. Well, I, I ended up getting one and a photograph and again looked like an absolute Egypt. I think we need to dig out some of these fashion victim photos and put oh, them yeah. up onto the onto the Facebook page, John, because I'll do the same because I've got some, you know, oh, it's the terrible. hair. The I was hair is say, just back like combed, oh my bleached, yeah, so much makeup on. You know, there's none left in boots. It was all on my face. I think I've got a jacket with padded shoulders. I'm sure I have. Oh, still, yeah, no, no, I had a jacket with. Oh, see, okay, that's all right then. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, when we are allowed out, you'll have to make sure that hits the bonfire before you hit the streets. Well, I don't know what I've got in my wardrobe anymore. I mean, I'm wearing. No, the, do I? Do you just wear the, the same, same stuff things? all the time? Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. I do wash. Yeah, jeans, jumper, jumper, <laughs> jeans, jeans. Yeah. Wash the jeans and the jumper. Wear the other that's jeans, it. the jumper, and then yeah, no, same. I got dressed up for dinner on Friday, which was quite nice. Did you? Yes. I put a shirt and a bow tie on and put aftershave oh, on. Wow. Nice. No trousers. No, just a pair of boxer shorts. Nice. Uh, which was attractive and a pair of boots. No, it was. Uh, but yeah, sometimes you just have to dress up. I totally agree. You know, I mean, I'm not a person that wears dresses very much, but I tell you what, I've ordered a couple on my, online today from TK Maxx. Right. Obviously, big bargains. I'm just going to, even if I'm just sitting, wandering along the street, you know, taking the dog out, I'm going to start wearing dresses as soon as the weather is nice yeah. enough. I think I'm I will. bored yeah. wearing, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I tell you what I love is that um, Grayson Perry's Art Club on Friday night on BBC, uh, sorry, on Channel 4. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, that's good. No. He's he's great. He's he's very, very talented artist and he just just inspires people to, to get creative and he has a special guest on every week and last week he had on um, Johnny Vegas oh, who yeah. was um, a potter that was what he went to art school and studied pottery and ceramics um, so you find out you know about some of these people that are you, you maybe think are one particular personality or one particular way um, but he's, he was quite deep and quite emotional Johnny Vegas it was, it was I would recommend it it was a good watch I was watching on a sort of more serious note Robert Carlyle as Hitler and it's just called Hitler it's a two part mm-hmm. series on Prime Video it's, it's filmed ages ago because Peter O'Toole uh, plays uh, a part in it as well uh, and he died in 2013 so it's, oh, it's gosh, a wee yeah. bit more there was a lovely story was it good though? it was I great mean, obviously, yeah it was great it's very good yeah. he's brilliant Robert yeah. Carlyle Absolutely. He is a great actor. Yeah, yeah. I miss him. Where is he? Why hasn't he been in anything for I ages? Know. I don't know. Maybe he's making videos of his dogs. I Maybe he is. Not successful. There was a wonderful story of Peter O'Toole and Ian McKellen, who oh, yeah. ended up going out. They were filming, and I think it was the after after a day's filming. They thought, right, we're going for a drink. So they were in Ireland. Because um, Peter O'Toole is Irish, obviously. And they went to this pub, and the guy says, I'm sorry, we're closing up now. We're closing up now. Uh, it's the last drinks. You'll have to go. So, anyway, they went and thought, oh, I need another drink. Yeah, and this, you know, in Ireland, they've got these little wee rooms that are actually pubs. So, they found one, and they went in, and they were there till four or five in the morning. Absolutely reeking. So, anyway, apparently, one of them woke up in the morning, went into the pockets, 
and found a receipt. They were that pissed they bought the pub. (laughs) (laughs) What a night out. I was that pissed I bought the pub. (laughs) And they did. Next week, we are going to be playing out the unedited version of the Andrew Cotter interview that we did. Andrew, of course, is so well known for his videos with his dogs, Olive and Mabel, and his sports commentating, which has taken him all over the world. So we'll be talking to him at length about that. But here's a little snippet just to wet your whistle. I mean, I think uh, this is this past year's underlined as well to many people how much fun and how much of a companion a dog is. I mean, I have, I've always had dogs and I cannot imagine life without one, especially over the past year. Oh, I mean, honestly, without, I wrote in, in um, the book that I would, I wouldn't have known what I'd have done. I mean, apart from making the videos, you know, so that's one thing I would have done. Even without all that, I wouldn't have known what I'd have done because they are so important for your it sounds quite grand and quite serious, but so important for your mental health because you come back and you just mm-hmm. scratch an ear or stroke a domed head and just chat to them and you're chatting to some creature that has no idea about what's going on in the world. All they care about is that they're with you, that they get some food, that they get somewhere warm to sleep and they're happy. And, and so when you talk to a dog and when you're with a dog, you're briefly escaping from all the all the worries and stresses of the human world that we are all too aware of mm. and that are so difficult but- at the moment. It did concern me that in an interview you did say you were watching repeats of Heart to Heart. (laughs) (laughs) So we did, and the Golden Girls and lots of friends as well. And Heart to Heart was something I grew up with. And you you watch it now and it's sort of cartoonish in its its style, but it's brilliant because it is... So was Stephanie Powers your first crush then? Stephanie Uh, Powers, still still a crush. Stephanie Powers and, um, and Robert Wagner and... It's total escapism. And it's also an escapism into a past, which we see now through that nostalgic, you know, lens as being much better and and more enjoyable. Actually at the time there are horrible things going on in the world as well, not quite as um global as we, we have with this issue. But you know, we we look to the past as just a, a much happier place. I think it was a simpler time. But yeah, so, here though, generally. Yeah, yeah. Well, big hair. I mean, big hair, uh, not yeah, necessarily. I, I look back on that enviously now, but <laughs> I don't know. But it, that's, you know, it, it is silly and it is, you know, utter, utter nonsense, but it's total escapism and just um, something to laugh at. To be honest, there's not many designer couples solve crime. Well, um, <laughs> no, not many. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking now. Dempsey and Makepeace. I mean, with I was just going to say Dempsey together? and Makepeace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Angela Lansbury. Um, did she get together with the the aging policeman in that? Oh, no, Cagney and Lacey. Oh, I love Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all. But um, it's comfort in these old television programs and old films. And now, whenever you watch something that's even been made, you know, beyond two years ago, you look at people going into cafes and restaurants and city life and life going on as normal and you think oh god yes that's that's what it was like and that's what it will be like again but it's because we've become so institutionalized and this is how life is just now and it feels like it's always been like this of course it'll change and it'll be back to normal again it'll take some time but you know you adapt but you know the the funny thing is as well as before this all happened I I loved Mad Men you know the, the yeah. and uh, I felt like I'd smoked 40 fags at the end of each episode you know because absolutely everybody's smoking all day yeah. all night first thing in the morning in the middle of the night wake up and have a couple of fags and it's a bit like that now because as you say when you see crowds together all you know even just walking along a pavement during rush hour or something it gives you a oh, bit of a oh you oh, lucky God. filthy people look at you what are you 
What are you doing? Oh, that's I'm a super spreader right there. Hi- yes, exactly. I'm more likely to be hiding under the bed with a mask on going, stay away from well, me. Well, it's, I mean, that's, that's the interesting part of this. I mean, I was mildly germaphobic before all this. Um, I've always, uh, since I started doing the broadcasting, whenever, I, and in particular as a freelance broadcaster, if you get a cold or worse still flu, then you can't work and you don't get paid. Or if you lose your voice, you can't work. Um, so I was got mildly germaphobic. And then this happens. And I, got, I don't know what any of us are going to be like coming out of this, because there are some people even now who don't, you know, don't care. They're, you know, it's bravado or foolishness or whatever, that they are just living their lives as they were before. But for a lot of people, there is going to be a sort of a feeling of agoraphobia about going back out there into the world at large, getting on planes, going to airports, going to you know, train stations, on train, crowded buses, whatever it might be. It'll take a little bit of mental fortitude, I think, from people to, to get back out there and say, no, we've just got to get back to the way yeah. we were. That's Andrew Cotter there, and he'll be with us uh, next week as well with more in-depth stories, so don't miss it. And indeed, you can always get in touch with us, what's the chat podcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Facebook. And we're going to have an Instagram page which is being launched this week as well. It's all very exciting. So, um, yeah, so do keep in touch because it really wouldn't be the same without you. Back to Port, 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 Port. port. I was actually going through some of my uh, memories, my wee memory box, and I came across a ticket that I had, and it was from 1972. And what happened in Edinburgh in 1972? There you go. Do you remember that? Uh, No, A, I was in Aberdeen. B, I was a child. Well, the reason reason (laughs) I'm saying it is because it's coming up soon. It was the Eurovision Song Contest in Edinburgh in 1972. And Edinburgh, the the UK was uh, represented by the New Seekers who sang Beg, Steal or Borrow. And uh, I actually went along to the rehearsals because my dad knew the guitarist. It was the BBC Radio Orchestra. And we met them at... uh, at Waverley Station, and the guitarist is called Cedric West, an, an incredible guitarist, unbelievable. Uh, and my dad met him in Burma in the war, and that's how they were friends. So my dad says, right, come on, we'll go up, we'll meet the orchestra at Waverley Station. <laughs> and Cedric got off the, 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 the train, and uh, all, all he heard was, smash. It was a bottle of gin. Smash no. <laughs> so that was the start of it. But what was interesting was the... Uh, each conduct, each country has, I think it was three minutes. If you wait over three minutes, then you were disqualified. So every country had their own conductor. And the Italian guy was so nervous on the night, instead of counting in a one, two, three, four, he counted in one, two, three, four. <laughs> the orchestra like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> but the orchestra knew who was going to win because who won it was Vicky Leandros oh, with yes. Après Toi. From Luxembourg. I'm kind and of remembering knew, her And they here. cleared out the bookies. They cleared out the bookies. How did they, they know? Because it was supposed to... They just felt it. I mean, oh, the musicians, they knew, this is an incredible song. But if you talk about their musicianship, the conductor uh, or the arranger of the whole Universal Song Contest was a guy called Malcolm Lockyer. And Malcolm Lockyer did the opening sequence of music on the train coming up. He wrote it. No, no. piano, just word of ear. Orchestrated the whole thing on the train up. That's impressive. I mean, I mean what, nerve. I mean, and also talk about flying with the seat of your pants. Yeah. I yeah. like the sound of him. Yeah, um, interestingly, I mean, I had a bit of a crush on one of the new seekers. Marty was his name. He always looked a bit half asleep. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Me, because I always looked uh-huh. half asleep. But anyway, quite fancied him. Um, but many years later, I was um, in watching Blood Brothers. You know, that great Yeah, oh, musical. Yeah, Billy Russell's play. Yeah, Brilliant. absolutely. Brilliant. Anyway, new seeker Lynn... 
Lynn Paul, was the mum and she was absolutely extraordinary. Anyway, with the pleasure of meeting her afterwards, uh, which was very exciting because obviously new seekers and all that. She was a lovely, lovely woman. And you know, but she's got some good stories to tell. Maybe we should get her on the podcast. There you go. I saw it with uh, one of the Nolan sisters playing the mother. Oh, And yeah. she was absolutely fantastic. We we used to do a radio show called Class Cafe. It was basically students. And so I would say, no, we didn't. <laughs> You're not talking about me. I'm not interested. <laughs> the kids uh, would get them to do interviews and stuff like that. And mm. one of the interviews we did, because where I was working, uh, this woman's cousin, I think it was, was Willie Russell. And we no. ended up going up uh, to his hotel and we the kids did an interview with him. What a nice guy. Was I mean, he? what a top, top guy. Yeah. Very he, laid back, very chilled. He very did chilled. Um, Educating Rita. Educating Rita. Oscar winning stuff. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, a privilege to have met him. I'd love to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know who you remind me of? Um, the lead singer of ELO. Jeff Lynn. Yeah, it looked a wee bit like Jeff Lynn, I, really? I felt, actually. Yeah, I had the beard in the hair. Well, most people have beard in the hair. But uh, yeah, very nice man and talented. Very I don't talented. know if you remember this story, John, but I remember being in the Bailey with you one night and uh, it was not long after we'd started doing our show and it was 4th FM, it was called in those days, it was a local station in Edinburgh. And um, we were standing at the bar swigging away and they'd split the frequencies. So they had an FM frequency and they had the medium wave frequency. And uh, so the medium wave was playing, you know, much older stuff for an older demographic. And we were playing um, much younger stuff for the younger demographic, which we were in then. Obviously, we're not now. But anyway, uh, and we, you and I were standing at the bar. And, you know, the old days, you just stand there and have a pint and chat to whoever was in the bar, which was lovely. And, you know, so you were chatting to somebody. I was chatting to somebody else uh, and chatting away to this guy. And he went, so what do you do? And I said, well, I'm actually, you know, working radio. And he went, well, what sort of uh, stuff? And I said, oh, well, we're doing this new station. You know, there's the old stuff and there's the new stuff. And he said, well, what sort of stuff? And I said, well, you know, I, I reeled off a few fabulously up-to-date things. And I went, I'll put it this way, we won't be playing ELO or any of that shite. And I said, why, what do you do? And he went, I'm in ELO. <laughs> Oh, oh no. no. Oh, so no. there was a general sort of uh, pause and I went, would you like a pint? You know, now that I've offended you terribly. But actually, you, you know, in all fairness, um, that was just, the, you know, the, the, the vagaries of youth. They're a yeah. bloody good band. Oh, they're brilliant. I mean, Jeff Lynne, is, he's, he was approached by the Beatles to produce a lot of their stuff was as well, really? wasn't he? Yeah, he's a very, very clever man. Talking about stories about uh, people that we interviewed, I remember we were down in London and uh, we were following the rugby. In fact, we did the show from Capital Radio, remember? Mm-hmm. And we had in the studio up here Ben Elton, because Ben Elton was playing at the Playhouse. And um, you said to Ben Elton at one point, you, I will have to tell you because, you know, John does look a wee bit like you. Right, you were like you know? twins, and, yeah. Yeah, and I said to him, I says, actually, I was in a bar, and this guy came up to me and says, you are him, aren't you? And I went, no, I'm not. And he says, oh, God, I've just lost £10, bet. And Ben Elton, quick as a flash, came back with, that's strange because I was in a bar and a guy came up to me and went, you're John Wood, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. I remember after that show, we went to the pub to watch the rugby in uh, West sure. Kensington or somewhere like that. And um, in those days, you know, uh, we were, you were allowed to smoke inside, but I think the place was so busy anyway. We were outside and I was a bit cold because I didn't have any, you know, sensible clothes with me. So I remember saying to the barmaid, you've, you've not got any, anything in lost property or anything of you that I can borrow. Anyway, she produced this fake leopard skin coat and it was fantastic. And I said, are you sure? And she went, oh, yes. So at the end of the day, anyway, I went up to her and I said, can I um, give you this back? And she went, no, just hang on to it. It's been, you know, it's been behind the bar for about two years. I've still got it. 
<laughs> I've really? still got it. Honestly, it, it twenty really. odd years ago, it, it was just one of these extraordinary, extraordinary yeah. weekends, as was our want in those days. Well, the, when we went to Capital to re, uh, sort of do the show, we had a wee tour around Capital and Pat Cash. Was it Pat Cash? He was there. No, he's an, he's a, <clears> no, he's a tennis, he's a tennis player. player. Yeah. Pat, what's the guy that had the mullet? Pat. Um, you, you know, you Pat know Mullet. I mean. he, um, yeah, Pat I do Mullet. know what yeah, was Pat his name. He was there, and also Mike Reed was there as well. He was doing a show from there. It's quite interesting to see these guys. Yes, uh, but uh, Capital was good. It was good fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. All happy days, John. Happy days. So we always have to remind you that you can actually get us now. This is interesting. Um, Spotify have taken over from Apple in terms of the place that most people are getting their podcasts. So you can get us on Spotify. You just need to get in there and put in what's the chat with Alison Craig and John Wood and you will see our podcast. Um, I was quite amazed at that. So you can get us obviously on Spotify. Also, if you ask Alexa, if you've got the dreaded Alexa in your house, you just go, Alexa, play What's the Chat podcast with Alison Craig and John Wood and you can hear it there as well. So it's easy to get us if you can't be bothered to Google. Oh, isn't that weird? I've got. Can you hear that? Yeah, what's it? Listen. That is Alexa. I've got her in my studio and I forgot to unplug her, so she's listening. And there you, you're on now. Alexa. Alexa. Off, off. Get off. I remember there was a, a story about Alexa. My, my wife got her mother an Alexa and she was sort of training her out. You know, you can ask it anything and stuff like that. She's going to play Roy Orbison. There you go. See, playing Roy Orbison. Now, mum, you ask Alexa something. And she went, where does John and Donna live? Oh, actually. <laughs> a wee bit confused. Well, I know, I know. But it's, it, I mean, it is it amazing technology though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really is amazing technology. But bless her. I, I quite liked a polo neck. And you oh, I like, you get... see now, I like pulling necks a yeah, lot more. Necks my good. neck's gone all to ratchet, so pulling necks. You see, like, look, that's much better, isn't it? Oh, that's cool. Well, of course cool. you can't. That's cool. Yeah, that's not pulling, yeah, but I, cool. I want to hide that's my uh, Well, you used brothel. to, in the old days, you used to get the, it was an all-in-one thing, and the pulling neck was only a wee bit of it, and it was sewn into a V-neck jumper. So you got a wee <laughs> bit of pulling neck, like a... A handkerchief I and a pull neck. Remember them? Uh, yeah, well, I remember the ones that used to be called bodies, and you would there'd be a pull neck and, and arms, but they would have poppers, and the poppers would, you know, do Pop. up mm. under your bum, oh, right, so that right. you, you know it was all. So you didn't get a sort of visible panty line and all that. <laughs> and then people used to go to the loo after a few drinks, and the back of the poppers would be hanging out the back of your jeans, and it was all a bit of a holocaust, to be honest. But I had actually the other day I went for a long walk, you know, I was head down, headphones on, just, you know, away off in my own little world. And I came back and I thought, oh God, what's that? I've got a DVT, there's something on my leg. A pair of pants. Uh, <laughs> I'd had the pants in there during the enti- <laughs> entire walk. Oh, it's, it's really stylish, that, isn't it? That's the problem with lockdown. It's like, oh, I'll just put my jeans back on. But you shouldn't be storing your underpants in the leg. I have to say, it's not a good look. <laughs> I saw something the other day there that I haven't seen for ages. It was an old retired teacher. She lives around here. Old retired teacher, just like myself. And uh, <laughs> she was she's quite old-fashioned, but she was wearing a headscarf. Oh, like over the head. My mum used like, to wear Like you used to see the yeah, queen. When, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you never see them anymore. No, yeah. you don't. And remember, you used to get see-through plastic bags with ties on them and they used uh-huh. to fold up into a tiny little square That's and they were right. called 
Pacamax. Pacamax. And, yes. and elderly people, are, or, you know, people in the rain, certainly I never wore one, um, would take them out of their handbags and basically put a, it's just a see-through plastic bag on my your mum's head and my tie it under your chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white ties. My mother's got, got one still, actually. Has she really? Yeah. I must yeah, tell you a true story. It happened yesterday. It had us creasing ourselves. My mother is 89 next month. And we have a cleaner who came in, and she was going. She was going hell for leather. She was going right behind all the stuff that's never been touched for years. Well, she found uh, several pairs of my mother's stockings and a packet <laughs> of condoms. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she texts me the photograph of the condoms, going, "She's still getting action." <laughs> Eighty-nine. Well, I, if I were you, I would check the sell-by date on that. Poor Betty. So there you go. And well, maybe not poor Betty. So I'm waiting for the Basque to come out the wardrobe. That'll be the next I'm thing. <laughs> A Basque et case. That's what you'll be. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, God. That's great. I love that. I love that. Well, on that note, thinking yes. about your mum's sex life, uh, shall we say? <laughs> Shall we bid ourselves a fond farewell and yes, say, we shall. We until shall. next time, until, until my next darling. Time. Until next time. I, I'll I, look I, out I, some old photographs, more photographs. Yeah, do that. Let's get some up on the Facebook page. That'll be a, that'll be a hoot, actually. And if anybody's listening that wants to borrow my mum's condoms, just get us in contact with us. <laughs> I didn't like the email. word borrow, actually. <laughs> Actually, just before you do go, remember Andrew Cotter's on next week and uh, get in touch with us on what's the chat podcast at gmail.com because we love to hear from you, don't we, John? Yeah, and a few great guests coming on as well, so stay tuned. And uh, we'll have to meet for a little libation at some point. Should we do that? Let's do that next week. We're allowed to from Monday. Oh, you've stopped drinking. Oh, so I have. So you can drink and I can watch. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, That's a lovely. great night out. I'm looking forward to that. Bye. Yes. <laughs>